0: Welcome to Week 2 Crossover Edition Locked on NFL. Alex Clancy-Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Luke Braun locked on Vikings. Ahead of a very, very interesting matchup on Sunday. We clash. We're going to talk about it. And uh, Luke, man, really excited to see you again, man. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you guys. I'm excited for this matchup. The Cardinals are weird, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So let, let's talk real quick about how we got to where we are right now. Thursday, sure. heading into Week 2. Two completely different journeys after week one. Luke, tough loss to Cincinnati. Um, It was a tough fashion also. Just where is the mindset of the Vikings, the Vikings fans, you, after week Mm -hmm. one?
1: Yeah, the Vikings and the fans, I think, the Vikings are a little more resilient to this than the Vikings fans are, I think. Vikings fans have been hurt a lot, and we are just kind of ready to find a reason where we don't have to get our hopes up. Um, that's just the place you live in as a Vikings fan. The Vikings themselves are not discouraged though. They made a whole bunch of mistakes. They got flagged 17 times in that game and it put them behind the chains, basically the whole game. They were lucky to, you know, put that game into overtime, let alone, you know, have actual chances to win it. But then Dalvin cook fumbles in overtime, gives Joe burrow the ball back. And they basically needed two first downs for a field goal. Um, and they got it on a leak play on fourth and inches. It happens. Um, But they're they're not discouraged. They're not panicking. They're, I think, just ready to kind of put that one behind them, get the bitter taste out of their mouth, and prove to everybody that they can be a good team. The Vikings got a lot of hate from media all offseason. Everybody thought the Vikings are basically this, like... Rudderless also ran that's trying to keep their wild card birth uh, core intact at all costs and kind of this futureless team. And and they want to prove everybody wrong. They want to say, no, we are contenders. We're not keeping a wild card birth together. We're keeping a real team together and they want to go out and show it. But you can't do that when you fall start five times in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were step for step for the most part with the Arizona Cardinals late last season. Both of them missed out on the postseason. Yeah. And then
1: curse you, MVP Mitch Trubisky. <laughs>
2: right exactly Goal mitchell uh now <laughs> now they kind of turn the page but they have this you know misstep to open up week 1 you know where where's the main emphasis going into week 2 is is it the penalties is it the offensive yeah. line play what, what is it
1: uh, the offensive line play is the penalties um rashad hill got called three times for holding and all of them were him getting absolutely dusted immediately and just grabbing the guy in desperation Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's cleaning that stuff up. I don't know what you do about Rashad Hill. Honestly, it's the matchup I'm most scared of in this game because he's going to draw Chandler Jones who, I don't know, had an okay one. (laughs) So, I I mean, he's coming in white hot and he's going up against a guy who didn't look rosterable, let alone backup quality. So that's, you know, and that's worse than Rashad Hill's been in the past. Um, so yeah, it's that's a rough matchup but otherwise yeah it's just getting yourself together getting used to being in front of a crowd again here's what i think i think the vikings got a little bit too caught up in the energy of being in front of fans and not being in front of fans last year they all talk about it as like yeah we like didn't really get used to that weird no energy kind of playing in front of nobody they didn't get used to it and so they went like two and six at home uh, with no fans there and i think now they're they they like get the fans back. And they just are having trouble adjusting to that. They're a very young team. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of settling down and you know, doing what you know how to do.
0: He's Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings, Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals here for a crossover Thursday. The Lock on NFL Draft Podcast relaunches September 20th with brand new hosts, Eric Rocker from lock on 49ers, brings the player scouting, Ryan Tracy, brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I mean, on the flip side, the Cardinals had their way with the Tennessee Titans. And the interesting thing that we've been talking about throughout the week is the Vikings offense is set up very similarly to the Titans offense, where you have two great Mm -hmm. receivers. And Adam Adam Thielen is a great receiver. And Dalvin Cook is, you know, he was number two, number three on your fantasy football list. If you're looking at power rankings for running backs, he's great out of the backfield, catching the ball, running the ball, blocking. He's he's a little bit smaller than people think, and we compared him to Chase Edmonds. He's almost the same size as Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals, but what the Cardinals did last week was seemingly flawless. You know, and Bo and yeah. I have talked, we're trying to prod and stuff. But, you know, I've had my spell with Cliff Kingsbury. I'm still in my moratorium for five more, six more days without saying one negative thing about Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm <laughs> know, living my great life. I enjoy it. You know, it's thinking the positive way is great. Like <laughs> Bo does, but looking for, you know, towards Sunday, and we'll get more into this as the podcast goes on. This is not a trap game for the Cardinals, but the Cardinals may be too high with where they played against Tennessee and we saw this a lot last year, Bo, right? It was Detroit week, th- Detroit week three at home after beating San Francisco and Washington in consecutive weeks. And then Carolina on the road the next week where you could have started 4-0 and and now you're 2-2 and looking up at the rest of the division. Like, what the hell just happened?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. It's such a tough division. Like, how? And, and I guess my biggest question, because I watched the Titans game how much do you feel about that was sustainable? Because it felt like there were a lot of flu, you know, ball gets tipped up, falls in Isaiah Simmons's lap. Um, You know, you find a coverage bust against like a cover two every time they blitz, Kyler Murray finds the guy and, you know, there's somebody wide open and and all that. And, you know, credit to Kyler for that. And Kyler was unbelievable in that game, but how much do you feel like carries week to week? Or how much do you feel? Was it just like kind of weird week one stuff or just, you know, sometimes some days is just your day.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the number one narrative that the Arizona Cardinals are out to kind of change this season is that they can be consistently good. You know, there was such a Jekyll and Hyde element to this team last year where they came out of the gates, they beat the NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers, and then they beat the Washington football team that early on was a bad team. I know they snuck in the playoffs and then they fell to, you know, the Detroit Lions and they fell to the Carolina Panthers, two really bad squads. So Mm -hmm. You know, as far as – something's got to give in this game because Minnesota doesn't beat good teams, and the Arizona Cardinals want to be a good team. In order to be a good team, they have to take care of business against teams like the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, something has to give. You know, I was looking at the Vikings schedule. The last couple wins, it's like Detroit, Carolina, and Jacksonville. Otherwise, you know, if they're playing a team that's, you know, snipping 500 or in the postseason, they don't win. So the Arizona Cardinals want to be one of those squads, and consistency is going to be key. You know, can they keep that pass rush up where J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones are relentless? Can they do it where Kyler Murray is going to play outside the pocket as much as he did and not get killed? You know, those are two big questions. We'll see what it looks like in week two. You'd love to say yes, but I don't know if you can say it with resoundingly a lot of confidence.
0: Alex Nancy Bobrock locked on Cardinals, Luke Braun locked on Vikings. Coming up next, Luke is going to ask any and all questions to Bo and myself. To get a little bit of, uh, you know, a little edge. Say again? I'm going to give you the third degree. (laughs) Yeah, give me the third degree, man. Because Kirk Cousins, (laughs) the reason why Bo is so salty uh, regarding the Vikings is because Kirk Cousins um, was the quarterback for a long time for his favorite team growing up. And watching him make $30 million a year and, and falling short, I think just has a little hole in Bo's heart. So you could hear that when he was talking about the Vikings a couple minutes ago, we'll we'll maybe dive deeper into that as well. Uh, Crossover Thursday, locked on NFL. We will be right back with Luke Braun taking the reins, but first rockauto.com. I don't know anything. Luke, do you know anything about cars? Are you a car guy? No, No, I'm not. I don't know anything in our club. It's a car. Yeah, really? Um, It's yeah. (laughs) Rockauto.com has got you covered for anything. You don't have to go to a chain storefront. You're not going to get upcharged because you're not a manufacturer. You go to, you to your computer and you type in rockauto.com and you find the search box, you say, Hey, paint please. And it'll come up and you can buy whatever you want. It lays everything out for you. I was on rock auto earlier this morning. Cause I, how I'm still in the market for some things for my car to keep it from falling apart. Whether it's for your daily driver or your weekend convertible, whatever, rockauto.com has got you covered. Family owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com.
2: It's all you do on the internet. You go to rockauto.com and you fire off bad Twitter takes.
0: Yep. Was that part of the live
1: read?
2: <laughs> <guess it> was. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah.
1: All right, everybody. We're here. Crossover Thursday. I'm here with Beau Brock, Alex Clancy of Locked on Cardinals. Of course, I'm Luke Braun, Locked on Vikings. It's time to talk about these weird, weird, weird Cardinals. And I have a couple of central questions. And the first one is, are you all okay? Because there seems to be drama. What can you tell me what is going on with Chandler Jones? And Patrick Peterson seems bitter, which is like very much not our fight. Like we're very, like Vikings fans. We're like, I don't know what's up with Peterson and the Cardinals seems like their deal to, to handle. But like, what are, are y'all okay?
0: <laughs> Take it, Ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, we are okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, as far as what's going on behind the walls in the facility in Tempe, Arizona, and also on game day in Glendale, and then the whole drama, and the soap opera with P2. We call him P3 on our podcast because we thought we felt like he was really petty this offseason after he signed <laughs> a pretty lucrative deal. We uh, couldn't keep the Cardinals off his lips. But uh, I love that so much. <laughs> petty Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's weird because Patrick Peterson between 2011 and 2017 was a model citizen, model teammate, you know, philanthropic in the community. He was on the road to be the successor to Larry Fitzgerald, another great Minnesotan. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, and then 2018 hit the Cardinals face diversity for the first time in a long time after the Bruce Aaron's era. And he didn't like it. He wanted out. He wanted the first bus out of town, private jet, whatever it may be. And, uh, he rescinded that. He apologized months later, and then he got popped for PEDs. And he wasn't the same player after that. There, there was a bunch of you know toxic relationship-type moves on social media. That's the P2 thing. And then, Pat, and then Chandler Jones, <laughs> I mean, he was, he's, he was throwing one of the uh, – on, on Wednesday, he was throwing one of the website writers under the bus saying none of the stuff that he was reporting as far as him going up to Michael Bidwell at the end of the Tennessee Titans game and saying, hey, let's talk contract, paraphrasing there. He said that didn't happen, basically. He's like, nah, I didn't go, and I didn't pat Michael Bidwell on the pockets and say, hey, you know, let's get it done. You know what I'm talking about. Chandler Jones just came straight out on Twitter and said, that's false. This never happened. And, uh, but but for most the most part, Chandler Jones, he's he's ready to go. He's ready to make himself a lot of money this offseason. He's going to play out the rest of this contract, barring any kind of extension that's going to happen in the season and we saw it first and he balled out he had five five sacks two forced fumbles he was the defensive player of the week for the nfc so that's uh the drama in a way too long drawn out uh answer
0: yeah. only, he knows how to do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's that's the the i mean you know there's always a contract thing going on everywhere right um and there's you know there are like a pros pro can can tune it out when the whistle actually goes yeah. and not let that distract him. Didn't seem like it was holding Chandler Jones back much against no. Taylor on there and against the it Titans.
2: Is, it is interesting though, because Patrick Peterson went through the exact same thing last season. He, he was in a yeah. contract year. He was going to hit free agency. They didn't get him on a big lucrative extension and he was unhappy about that. But Patrick Peterson never had a game like Chandler Jones had to open up this season. He never had that, you know, the, the defensive back type game. Like Chandler Jones had to open up the season. Sure. Right, Right, yeah.
0: and you look at, just to put a button on the Patrick Peterson thing, when it, the thing that really made it shift this offseason, turning into the pettiness that we've seen forever, and thank you for the content. I thanked you, Patrick Peterson, last week. Thank you for the content. We appreciate it. Keep it coming. <laughs> but like, when he said there was a, cl- and I'm paraphrasing because I never nailed a quote perfectly. The All Things Covered podcast with him and his cousin, Brian McFadden, he said that the Cardinals tolerated him. He felt tolerated by the – and when you go down the chronology of what Bo just did, requested a trade, popped for PEDs, and then played like crap when he came back, it's like if he would have been traded in 2018, his image in Phoenix would have been better. Like if he would have been like the total diva thing, you know, get me out of here, and they did, he'd be more beloved in Phoenix than he is in this current state. And when the, the tolerated thing is like, yeah, you got paid a lot of money to request a trade, rescind, and then cheat, and that's where we are.
1: Yeah, and it's, again, it's like yeah. none of that. It, it all feels so distant, even though it's a player on the Vikings. It all feels very much like this is like all right, you got you got some baggage to deal with. <laughs> you deal with that. But it is they are they did use him a little bit differently, um, and we can talk about it too. They used him a little differently at least week one than it seemed like Arizona had used him. They weren't asking him to shadow anybody or cover everybody man all the time. They're doing pattern match stuff and letting him pass things off inside and all that. So it seems like they're asking a little less of him than the Cardinals did, which is is interesting. Um, but I want to flip to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, please explain C- Cliff Kingsbury to me. I do not understand this man. What is his offense? Like it's pistol air raid. Like Mm -hmm. it seems like the Cardinals want to spread everybody out and kind of outspeed everybody. And it kind of seems like they want to do that on defense too.
0: But I don't know what, like what is the offense? Okay. So this is the way I describe it. It's he puts together a great movie trailer, but the movie's not awesome. Like, you know, when you get sold to a movie trailer, you're like, wow. This is gonna blow the roof off. Fast and Furious 37. I'm gonna go see that, and then the movie's not great. Sometimes it's like that. You get, you get a setup where it's set up for, ex- like, for explosion, like week one, or a lot of minute and a half drives run up the middle, passing complete, passing complete off the field, and we saw a lot of that last year. And I give I give Cliff a lot of flack. He shows brilliance throughout the year. The frustrating part is it's not aligned for an entire game or close to it like it was on Sunday. So, yeah, there's a lot of spreading out. And But when I talked about this, like with Christian Kirk and or Rondo Moore playing the Larry Fitzgerald role, the pop is back. So he can do a lot more with no tight end. To, to name, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of four wide receiver sets. There's going to be dual slot. There's going to be AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins stacked on one side with Christian Kirk by himself on the other side because of the insane speed that Christian Kirk and Rondo Moore bring. That kind of counteracts DeAndre Hopkins being slow, being able to get where he needs to go, but he's not a fast guy. And so AJ Green being thirty-three. Yeah. 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 So I mean, and, and but did I miss anything? I mean, it's weird. And then with the running backs, we're still trying to figure it out because I think the identity of this offense it's close they've tried a lot of things but there's no real calling card for this offense
1: it seems like kyler murray might be the calling card because murray like that that's my next thing just watching the titans game i mean he looked like mahomes like indistinguishable that he did mahomes things um is this like do we have it is this the guy does
2: does arizona have it's mahomes They they do they have a version of him. They've got uh, they've got Mahomes light for the most part. I mean Mahomes with smaller uh, little steps. He scurries right. It's uh, <laughs> like a bunny. Yeah, <laughs> he scurries. No no disrespect, Matt, but I mean he's an incredible athlete. I mean, the only guy that's been drafted in the top ten in both baseball and in the NFL is just incredible. What he's been able mm-hmm. to accomplish in his in his he's twenty four years old. He's got sixty what sixty six total touchdowns in his career, and uh, he's just you know, starting his third season as the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, uh, they do have a, a a player with that type of of ability. They do, uh, you know. But he things it has to be a perfect scenario for him to just fire in on all cylinders and coming out week one very conducive to his skill set because he can come out fresh and he can just show out how incredible he is. But like when you get to week ten and he's kind of battered and he's bruised and he's not, you know, at peak, you know, hundred percent he he miss he's been missing that part of his game being able to put it all together. So we'll see if he can, he can, he can probably, he's probably going to be just as good as he was in week one and week two because he's still fresh, but we'll see where he is down the line because, uh, and then he also mid slip like a step up or step back against the Detroit Lions. We had three picks last year at this point in the season. So got to avoid that, but that's not anything that he's kind of consistently done. So we're not concerned about that. Like as far as ball security. So, Kyler Murray, yeah, he does have that ability. He's a game breaker.
1: Yeah, over/under for this game is 51, which is pretty high. So I think uh, the market's over/under for this is on BetOnline.ag market for the Arizona Cardinals 27 and a half, which is pretty high. So I think the market kind of thinks that uh, Murray will be able to move the ball pretty well on the Vikings defense. If you want to bet on that or anything else on uh, this Vikings Cardinals game, currently Vikings favored or Cardinals favored by uh, three and a half which is has gone down it was four four and a half earlier in the week um so things are tightening up i guess but if you want to bet on any of that you can go to betonline.ag if you enter promo code locked l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n you get a hundred percent welcome bonus there as well and you uh, you can get in on whatever you want to bet on outside of football, too Base, be, uh, basketball, baseball, Vegas casino games, whatever you like. So head on over to betonline.ag. You can sign up for free, get your 100% welcome bonus. They'll match whatever your first deposit is. If you enter promo code locked on, bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Final segment crossover Thursday. Alex Clancy Bobrock locked on Cardinals, Luke Braun locked on Vikings. This is going to be a fun matchup. And Luke Braun just put us through the ringer, and now it's our turn. So, hit me. Let's start with this offense that I think is—I, I don't understand how they don't put up forty points a game. And <laughs> it's like you've got your top heavy in all the right places. You know, not necessarily that the floor with Kirk Cousins is higher than people usually give him credit for, unless it's on you know in prime time or a playoff game. So, let me ask you about Dalvin Cook first, okay? I'm enamored with Dalvin Cook because he's not given the credit deserved for catching the ball out of the backfield. He was last year. Finally, everybody saw it coming off the injury. He's like, man, this guy's all world. Like, yeah, he has been. He's just been injured for a large chunk of his first couple of years. Is is it as Dalvin Cook goes, this team goes? Are they going to shift more towards... You know, Justin Jefferson, you know, the all world guy rookie last year that, you know, they chose the right one in the first round and Adam Thielen went healthy is probably a top 15 receiver in the league.
1: Yeah, it's hard to judge that off a week one just because they were behind the sticks so much thanks to penalties, um, which, you know, I mean, it's got nothing to do with Dalvin Cook or the overall like scheme, right? They just messed up and kept false starting. Um, but yeah, usually I would say as this, as Dalvin cook goes, the team goes because they want to set up outside zone, then bootleg off of it. You know, they want to do that. They want to set up all this play action. They want to be exactly what you just played with the Titans, like you said. Um, so yeah, usually it is how that running game goes. The Vikings go, but because they were behind the chains, they were kind of forced into against the Bengals a world where, okay, you don't have Dalvin cook. What do you do? And you know, if you're, you're down three scores, what do you do? And the Vikings, I thought, responded really well to that in the second half of that game. They have Jefferson, they have Thielen, their third wide receiver's name's KJ Osborne, was a total camp breakout, had a fantastic game, might actually be a real guy. Um, you know, fifth round pick from last year that barely made the team. So, yeah, it's it's a really I, I think they have a better chance at having like a good vertical pass game that isn't a million percent predicated on play action, but the answer to your question of why don't they score 40 a game is offensive line. Uh, they just haven't been able to protect they haven't. They weren't able to protect Teddy Bridgewater when he was here. They weren't able to protect Christian Ponder during the Christian Ponder years. They weren't able to protect uh Kirk cousins any of these like they just they've they've had a bad offensive line for a decade and that's kind of always gonna be what it is they just have a bad pass protection and that ruins too many plays because Kirk cousins is not the kind of quarterback that can scramble around and turn it into schoolyard and make something out of a broken play he'll either crumple into a sack or do something inexplicably bad
2: so with all that being said how do you expect them to attack this arizona cardinals defense which uh you know held the tennessee titans top five offense to 13 points in week one Where do you expect them? If if they want to have success on Sunday, where are they going to find that?
1: Yeah, well, so I think they're probably intimidated by like Isaiah Simmons and Byron Murphy and Chandler. The the Cardinals defense has so much speed. And so if I'm I'm game planning for the Cardinals, I do not want to allow them access to use that speed. I want to tighten everything up and make it a fist fight in a phone booth. Um, Now to do that, you need blocking skill players, right? And the Vikings are kind of uh, short on that because they don't have Irv Smith. Um, they have Chris Herndon is kind of their blocking tight end. He's not the best. Tyler Conklin is their main tight end, but he's not a blocker at all. They got CJ Ham. You can put a fullback in. So they'll probably have a lot of fullbacks usage and stuff, but I want to condense everything and then put, you know, Thielen and Jefferson on the outside, put the other nine guys on the inside, see if you can't get some go balls down the sideline. But otherwise I want to make it a more physical game and deny access to that Cardinals speed. Um, and in terms of run blocking, as much as I just complained about the offensive line and pass, run blocking, the line has been pretty good for m- most of the time. Um, and I think they do have a good run blocking line. So, you know, push guys around, do those zone runs and see if you can't run it. And uh, keep the Cardinals defense a little more honest than they had to be
0: against the Titans. For sure. I, I completely, you nailed it on the head. I mean, it, if the, and if the Cardinals pass rush doesn't get home, we're going to see what the secondary is like. And obviously you mentioned everything went the Cardinals way in week one, defensively, especially so you didn't have to really see it. Now flip to the defense, Uh, all joking aside, all all Patrick Peterson jokes aside, uh, aside from the clip that went viral where he was put in the spin cycle by Jamar chase and Mm -hmm. not on the long touchdown run, even though 21 was running after him. Patrick Peterson doesn't wear 21 anymore. What grade would you give him? Is it, is he, is he, is he what you were expected? Um, is, is he worth the ten mil? like what did what did you see after one week with him?
1: Yeah. um, I think he's worth I, it's more of an eight mil contract. Two million of that is in incentives. One of those an all pros incentive and the other one I think is like uh, tied to like overall defensive stats. but yeah, it's um uh, which is like twenty percent of the contract, right? Um, I, I thought he did fine. Um, he was again, he's not carrying guys all the way across the formation. He's not going into this. you know, last year he went and covered Stefan Diggs in the slot. The Vikings aren't asking him to do that. He very clearly cannot do that the way he used to. Um, so he's passing things off inside and he's more playing more normal corner. He's not being hidden like a cover two corner. Um, you know, like what the Vikings had to do last year with their bad corners, but he's, uh, he's not, you know, playing like 2017 Xavier Rhodes did, or like, you know, 2017 Patrick Peterson would, um, so, yeah, he did. He did fine. The rest of the secondary, I mean, Harrison Smith is always Harrison Smith. He's a bit yeah. of a chess piece type. Um, and then you have Bashad Breeland just got roasted. He's yeah. the guy that that I think the Cardinals are going to be attacking because he got cooked by Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And I mean, you know, that's those guys are good, but they're not nuke you know, get nuke and, and the Vikings play sides too. So if the Cardinals want to, they can put DeAndre Hopkins on Bashad Breland all day and the Vikings essentially will not make anybody shadow or switch sides and they'll take the better, easier communication over la- allowing the Cardinals to dictate the matchups.
2: Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow and those young speedy receivers seem to do what they wanted for the most part in that game. And then you look and you see Joe Mixon also had a really good game. Uh, can the Arizona Cardinals and, and Chase Edmonds and James Conner, both who co- they combined for over hundred yards uh, last week, you know, do you expect them to maybe fix their, their flaws in the run game or.
1: Yeah. I'm not worried about the run game thing because most of the big plays Jalen Mixon got were when Michael Pierce was not on the field. So that game was like 95 degrees. So big old guy couldn't play as many of the snaps and they had to rotate in their backups and the backups are Sheldon Richardson, who is not a run defender at all and uh armin watts who should be a backup knows he's i don't know i thought he was decent in the preseason but he got worked against the bengals so yeah when michael pierce goes off the field the run defense got a lot worse but when michael pierce was on the field he was an absolute terror and he has been a terror all through camp and stuff too so i'm not too worried about the run defense um as long as you know it i think it helps to that the game's indoors
0: (laughs) He is Luke Braun, locked on Vikings. Alex lanty Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Before we get out of here, Luke, prediction for Sunday's matchup between the Vikings and Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. Go.
1: Uh, Well, I took – I emotionally hedged. I bet on the Cardinals so that if we lose, (laughs) I get something. Um, mostly because everything I bet on doesn't happen. So I'm actually trying to curse the Cardinals with it. So we'll go with that. Um, No, I Vikings have to show me that they can produce something resembling NFL football before I pick them in a game. So we'll go with uh, 27, 23 Cardinals. Well,
2: yeah, I think that the Arizona Cardinals can keep it going here and approach 30 points again on offense and be a little bit better than obviously Cincinnati was on defense. And so, keep this Vikings team under 20 points. So I'm going to say the Cardinals win uh, 30 to 17.
0: It's exactly my number. Cardinals 30, 17. Uh, I think the defense, yeah, we'll trust the defense until we can. And this is a game where, you have two wide receivers that can burn the hell out of a secondary that is inferior to what we've seen from the Cardinals in recent years. We'll see if the, uh, the pass rush can get home and the linebackers like Zayvon Collins can be on the field a little bit more, Buda Baker over the top. But I will say 30-17 Cardinals. This has been fun, man. Look, we got to do this more. But you know, Why don't you just you know, move over to the On Seahawks or 49ers or something so we can get you <laughs> twice a year. Um, that'll do it for us. Locked on NFL crossover Thursdays. Follow him at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Follow Bo at Bob rack and follow me at Clancy's corner. Thanks for watching. We'll check you tomorrow.